0: Guys, welcome to the No Season Two podcast. It's me again, George, with my good pal Megan. We have got a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack with Episode Eleven: Life of Brian. Original mm-hmm. air date: November tenth, nineteen ninety four. Megan, like I said, a lot to talk about. I was giddy when I was <laughs> texting you uh yesterday. But before we get into this, a heavy, heavy episode. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good. It's Sunday. It's early. <laughs> earlier than we normally record and as i told you before my appearance takes time i can't just right to be on camera so been up a little while and i had to get up early to watch the episode again which was a little painful because we all know how i feel about brian so
0: (laughs) wow well uh i got nothing to report i want to jump into this to the deep end of the pool head first life of brian uh, before we get into your synopsis, let me give a little some uh, some production notes. It is uh, episode eleven. Like I said, original air date November tenth, nineteen eighty four. It is a reference to the comedy Money Python's Life of Brian. This episode has got a lot going on. We got we get some new characters. We get a bunch of stuff. So let's go ahead and get into it because I think we're on two uh, opposite ends of uh, the spectrum with this episode and. uh I know where you're at, but I don't think you know where I'm at. So let's go.
1: I mean, I like the episode, but we all know I don't like Brian. So it's a little bit, a little bit of a mixed bag.
0: I—I I wanted to te- I was just going to text you. I think this is the best episode of the series so far.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, we can discuss, <laughs> we can discuss after I've done laying it down for everyone. So as. <laughs> As George mentioned, this episode is unfortunately from Brian's point of view. From the first voiceover to the last, it's Brian's world, and we're just living in it, folks. It's it's painful. The episode opens with Brian looking into Angela's bedroom via a camera with a telephoto lens. So... Not Oof. great. <laughs> not a great start. He, <laughs> he laments that Angela's family is probably normal while his is not. We learned that his mom is a behavioral psychologist and mm-hmm. his dad is a Freudian psychologist. So he was probably messed up from the jump, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, at school, <laughs> Brian is perving on girls <laughs> via his camera by claiming it's because he's part of your book. But I don't think part of your book is just staring at girls through your camera. But what do I know? It's been a long time since I've been in high school. Um, Sharon introduces him to Delia, a new girl at school. Sharon is organizing the school dance, the world happiness dance, which I'm not sure how she came up with that that name. And she tells Brian that he should ask Delia because Delia has a crush on him somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian is confused just like I am confused because... Delia girl, you could do a lot better. We see Angela, Ricky and Ryan hanging out in a classroom discussing the dance. Angela's talking about how she wants to go and Ryan tells Angela if she wants to go because she thinks Jordan will be there. That's dumb because Jordan is not the type to attend a school dance. She says she should just ask Brian. A new boy wearing a scarf and a beret comes into the class looking for the teacher. We learn later that his name is Corey, but he compliments Ricky's vest and Ricky little crush on Corey is activated. Mm -hmm. There's more Brian voiceover where he's debating asking Angela versus Delia to the dance. And because of this, he ends up at the Chase house. While Graham is unemployed, he's putting up wallpaper because he's gotta do something. And so Brian ends up helping him put up the wallpaper, and they're using the choosing wallpaper as a stand-in for sort of dealing with their problems. And Brian is using it as decide to decide who to go to the dance with. Should he go with the less expensive wallpaper because it's available now? That's Delia. Or should he wait until the more expensive wallpaper, Angela, goes on sale? We get a scene of Sharon annoyed with her boyfriend Kyle because he has not even asked her. To the dance yet. Which I, does he need to ask if they're dating? I don't really know. Um, we see Ricky waiting outside the counselor's office for Rayanne. Whether those counseling sessions are court mandated, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Rayanne is 10 days sober and she tells Ricky that he should just ask Corey, the new guy, to the dance because he was talking about asking some other girl, but obviously... That's a wrong choice. Ricky feels like he can't do that because it's 1994. Angela tries to take Jordan's temperature up going to the dance. And we learn that his philosophy is basically whatever happens, happens. If he shows up and he sees somebody knows it's, it feels natural. But if he has plans, he can't be bothered. <laughs> Brian sees Delia in a science classroom and she asks for help with the microscope and their hands touch. And Brian's voiceover will permanently be burned into my brain because he says, finally, an erection from actual physical contact. Bar.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ricky and Angela talk about going to the dance together, but then Corey comes over and talks to Ricky about Rand's plan of the three of them going together. And that <laughs> puts a stop to. Uh, Ricky and Angela going together, Ricky storms off to yell at Rianne for doing this to him without telling him. Brian finally asks Delia to the dance, but then Angela comes along and asks Brian if she can go to the dance with him and Delia. Not actually like go, but just kind of like hitch a ride and show up at the dance um, together. Brian thinks that this is his chance with Angela and kicks Delia to the curb at her place of work by telling her that he would rather go with someone else. He shows up at Angela's house to pick her up and pretends Delia can't go because her aunt is sick. At the dance, Ricky and Corey are talking and he asks where Rayanne is. Ricky's like, oh, she didn't tell you (laughs) she's not coming. So Corey is bummed and then Ricky is bummed that Corey is bummed that Rayanne is not there. Ricky asks to hang out with Brian and Angela and Brian says no because they might want some privacy. Ricky sort of stands awkwardly at the punch table. Angela gets mad at Brian for saying that to Ricky and then goes to talk to Ricky outside. They have a little heart-to-heart and Ricky talks about how he doesn't fit in. Jordan did show up to the dance, but he's leaving as Angela and Ricky are hugging. and He steps near a fence and just sort of waits for Angela to come over, which she does go over to him. And they sort of almost kiss, I would think. He's like leaning against the fence in front of her, but then he leaves. Inside, Ricky and Delia are just kind of standing near each other, watching other people dance, and he asks her to dance. We then get the most amazing Ricky dance performance in the history of time. Delia is also pretty good at that as well. Then we end with Brian and Angela sulking while everyone is dancing. So that is
0: that. All right. So. I had before great synopsis, by the way, you pretty much put me right there in the scene of, of the show <laughs> or put me right there in the episode of the show. I felt like I was on the dance floor watching uh Ricky. I'm gonna go with that's one of the best dancing I've ever seen in a television show ever. <laughs> it
1: was, it um, was great.
0: Uh, it was really, it was pretty amazing. I was like, Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, scre- uh, I
1: screamed. I, I screamed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why I think, it's the best episode that we've had so far. Not because of the the, the Brian voiceover. Like five minutes <laughs> into the episode, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? His voiceover is really bad. It's really bad. And as you know, as like, after listening to uh, some of the episodes, is like I don't like voiceover because I think it's a crutch in writing. But the reason why I thought this episode is the best is because it captures how cringy and awkward high school is. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It does a really good job of doing like, oh, I like this person or. Or like uh, the, I mean, like the the touch, like uh, getting an erection. I mean, that's that's high school. That's when you're 14 years old. These are really? things that happen. He's like and, pitching
1: a tent no, I mean, well, I mean, like, in, in the science yeah. classroom because she touched his hand. I don't know.
0: Usually, you kind of get out of that by like the eighth grade. But like uh, <laughs> Brian probably obviously a late bloomer. But I, that's the reason why I liked it so much. Like when he tells Delia that he's not going to be able to. I was. Oh. I said in my apartment. I what are you doing, man?
1: That was. I said it out loud
0: in my apartment.
1: (laughs) That was like probably like the most painful thing I've seen on the show, and I've seen a lot of painful things on Where he says something about how the other, like the other person, is more special, and that's why he wants to go. And I guess at least in his voiceover, he had the self-awareness to realize that that was like a horrible thing to say. But right, um, right. and to show up at her work, Uh, her job. Yeah, Big guy burgers. I, mean, just, <laughs> I feel yeah,
0: like just, I don't want to go with you. Just so brutal. Uh 1997 TV guy ranked this episode as number 37 on the list of the 100 greatest episodes of all time. Nice. That was 97, so it's before before we had like prestige television. But even <laughs> so, um uh, uh, even so, it's like this is high up there. A little little backstory, or well, a little I guess, little production notes about uh, our new character is played by Santa Moses. Who is uh, He's been acting uh, for forever. She was in Ken Harley, Wait, Billows Raymond, Part of Five. But she's most notably in, she's known most for playing Tracy McAllister in Home Alone One and right. Two, which is Kevin's uh, cousin.
1: She was in the show Sister Sister with Tia Tamera. <laughs> so.
0: That is correct. That is correct. And uh, I didn't get I didn't find much about Corey, but uh, Corey is played by Adam Biesk B I E S K. Didn't act a whole lot uh, after this, but was in Scrubs? And I think he has, like, just as a company, I couldn't, I was looking at his website, couldn't get to anything but, uh, played by Adam Beast.
1: <laughs> he has a website?
0: I had so. He had a website that I, I was able to, to get onto. I went Is to his it hosted, business, like, on Angelfire
1: fire or GeoCities?
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's something old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Corey, what did you think of the character Corey?
1: He was, like, just there. I think, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we needed something to get more of Ricky. Mm-hmm. And I guess like it's a flex, I guess in '94 to wear a beret and a scarf in school, where he looks like a little, like he's going to do some spoken word poetry,
0: right? <laughs> later in a book. I season. didn't dig the beret. I, I did dig the the pants and the shirt because he had like a uh, kind of flared out, kind of like a khakis, which I thought was kind of tight. Um, the other reason I forgot to mention the other reason why I thought this is the best episode of the series so far is that the parent story or the adult story is the B story.
1: Yes, it was blessedly just get, short. We just get like
0: forty minutes of kids. Yeah, it was very, very short, and that and that's kind of reason why I, I throw this. Like, we get like maybe three scenes of uh two scenes with Patty and, uh, and Graham. And it's
1: basically like
0: and everything else was in high school.
1: Graham is unemployed. Patty signs him up for like a cooking class at at the college, but he's like upset because he wants to go to a culinary institute. And then we also we learn that his philosophy is also whatever happens happens.
0: So. If whatever happens happens which, which, I, is, I also find be, uh, which
1: is also brian's yeah. and so a tie into like the three worst men on the show, <laughs> the same philosophy
0: and jordan's uh yes. you know it's funny like uh we're gonna get into graham a little bit in a, in, a, in a little bit because like this is not like uh graham we already don't like but i think this is the first episode in which i don't like him because i already already knew he kind of sucks but i'm also like <laughs> Oh, we'll get we'll get into it now. Is he like a fucking moody teenager? Like it's like I wanna go to culinary school, but don't sign me for cooking classes. Like, can
1: he not go because he's they like can't afford it? Like can they not afford it? Yeah. Is that why he can't go? Well maybe if he had kept working <laughs> kept working at the print shop, they'd be able to afford it. But I don't like I don't
0: he's 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 so emo and I I'm like, uh he has a cat named Asriel. What,
1: he can only connect with Brian Krakow, and that's like a red flag.
0: It really is. It really is when like, you're confiding in right? Brian
1: Krakow and you're an adult man, that's a red flag.
0: Well, I bet you, like, his adult ma- ma- male friends are like, you don't have a fucking job.
1: Does his brother Neil have like, a your know, job?
0: job just do- <laughs> Probably not. I just, it, 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 it pains me. Like, I, I get all this stuff that, like, why you don't like him. And I was like, and yeah, I kind of, that makes sense. But this is the first episode. <laughs> In which I'm like, this guy sucks. Like, you really do suck.
1: I don't know. Can Can you get a student loan to go to the Culinary Institute? I don't. It's, it's just like, it's the one thing I can just do. It's like, I don't know. Like, I can just do. Then just do it. Like, shut up and just do it, my friend. I don't know. You can't just, like, hang out at the house all day and then be mad that it's, Patty's it's, trying it's, to, like, I don't know, get you to do something. No
0: shit. No shit. I've found out to be kind of super lame. He's... He's on my list of biggest losers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have a clear cup winner. Uh, like, <laughs> 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 there is there isn't no really no like uh it was like uh is it this one or this no I'm like no, there is a real big loser in this episode. Uh,
1: <laughs> there is.
0: What did you think of Ricky's journey in the episode?
1: I felt so bad for Ricky <laughs> this episode mm-hmm. because high school's hard. Like in general. Mm-hmm. And then a dance comes up and like feeling like you have no one to go with and like especially Ricky is bisexual at this point, right? He's not fully <laughs> out <laughs> or he's he's uh, he's the B in the LGBTQ as we
0: I think he's I think his bisexual was, character was written to be palpable for white people to yeah. watch on TV <laughs> no, and like yeah. his, um, his character is gay.
1: Yeah. So it's even harder because he can't, he feels like he can't even like ask, ask the person that he wants to ask. And then on top of that, you have Angela being like, Oh, I can't relate about like having a crush on someone that'll never like me back. And it's like, it's not the same Mm -hmm. fucking thing. You dumbass. It's not the same thing, but I did, I
0: did, I did like that scene.
1: Yeah. I like the scene, but it's just Uh, kind of like Angela. I don't know. It's a very like. (laughs) It's a very, like, white woman thing to do to, like, make it about yourself. So (laughs) she's just, like... I get that she's trying to, like, comfort him, but that's, like, not the way. Like, maybe, like, shut up and, like, listen. And then at the end, we get that, like, he... Like, there's this other, like, hard part in his life, which is, like, he can't be himself. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think Angela understands that. I don't think Rayanne understands that. Rayanne has, like, the emotional quotient of, like, (laughs) a five-year-old. So I feel like he's like out on an yeah. island a little bit. And I just, I felt really bad for him.
0: I, I did too. It's, uh, there's another reason to, to like it. Uh, it's like they're dealing with some subjects that you, subject matter that you wouldn't have seen in 1984. And like, even like, even in TV shows that today are probably not doing it as what's doing it with such uh with such care that they did in the episode tonight, this, this episode. The episode yeah. tonight. This episode we watched. I really did enjoy that scene with with Angela and Ricky the second time when they were talking and he was like she uh she hugs him and
1: And then Jordan comes out and then and then Ricky has to be like, Oh, it's okay, you could go talk you could go talk to Jordan. And it was like, I don't know, Angela, like I mean Once again
0: <laughs> yeah. we have a clear winner for big loser, but <laughs> Angela's on that list of <laughs> Angela's on that list of big losers too, so uh, I have I have one big winner. We all know who the big winner is. And after that, Graham, Angela, and Kyle.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about when Ricky is dancing and we see Kyle looking at Ricky and Delia dancing, and then we see Sharon look at Kyle, and it's kind of like uncomfortable. And it's like, is Kyle looking into Ricky?
0: Everybody should be into Ricky at this point because he's the only <laughs> character I find actually interesting. I was at a bar last night, and and uh, was talking to these uh this couple, and I was telling him it was like uh, if you would, she had recently watched it, like within the past ten years, and I said he's like if you reboot it, just like we've always said, it was like Ricky would be the lead of the show because uh and she's just just the most interesting. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the way Kyle was looking at him was was very much like uh.
1: Is it like uh, Kyle's? Like I wish I could dance like that, or is it like oh Ricky? I think, I think it was a
0: combination. I think It's a combination. I wish I could dance like that, and like uh, or like Ricky. I don't really Ricky. Ricky's out there. We have been skirting around the subject <laughs> for uh, the past like twenty minutes. The big loser is Brian. Yeah, he's like. But if you had to choose someone other than Brian, we all know that Brian's a big loser. It's the Brian episode. Brian's a big loser, so let's say we already know that. It's like we already agree that Brian is a big loser, and like I think I have Brian in all caps. There's that. There's never been like a clear cut like winner of the biggest loser of an episode. It is Brian. Brian made a mistake after mistake. He opens with peeping Tom, Brian. Yeah. He closes with uh. <laughs> he closes with like, no, nah, I don't want to dance.
1: Yeah, she Angela asks. He's like, she's like, oh, do you want to do you want to dance? He's like, not with you. <laughs>
0: Like, I don't know. The one thing was, that he wanted, he he couldn't he couldn't get to. So, Brian, you are by far the biggest loser. Brutal a brutal episode for Brian. But if you were to choose a second biggest loser, who would it be for this episode?
1: It would be Angela. Angela would be Angela? the second biggest loser. Because the minute she knew that Brian had already asked Delia, she should not have shoehorned her way in. To this. It's like I don't know. It's a high school dance. Show up alone. I showed up alone to
0: dances.
1: (laughs) Like it's
0: just like purposely sabotage homeboy.
1: Yeah. And then I don't know, you you can't get that mad. Like that he did what he did to go alone Uh with you when you shoehorned your way in. And then Uh I don't know. It was just a giant mess. These two fucking deserve each other in this episode go meet miserable together in a corner like you're
0: awful they kind of do i mean like they're both like really like bad people like what she did i thought was like pretty much like she buried that other girl i was like oh no 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 no. so you can't you can't like me (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly who is your big winner there's not a lot of winners (laughs) in this episode but i've got i've got one
1: my biggest winners are Ricky and Delia because they had seemingly the most fun at this dance when mm-hmm. when that song came on and Ricky's like somewhere in between like voguing and just dancing mm-hmm. at a club in, and <laughs> in 1994 in New York City. Um, and I mean, Delia picked it up pretty quickly the dance she did, and she yeah. went all in. She didn't like shy away. She went in. So justice for Delia. She had the best night. I think nice. she ended up with Ricky.
0: So I've got, I've got a, I'm going to give you like a two part answer. My big winner, only because of this, like the one scene, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Patty and Graham laughing at the fact <laughs> yes. that, did you see her face?
1: <laughs>
0: I was laughing yeah. with them. <laughs> same,
1: same. She said, did you yeah. see her face when Brian told her Delia couldn't come? They're going to have a terrible time. And I was like,
0: yeah, I they loved are. it. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> but my big, my big winner in this episode, because she's only in two, maybe three scenes, oddly enough is Sharon. Sharon for for uh, for letting Brian know, it's like, hey, this girl likes you, dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Do something about that. Sharon for like getting on her boyfriend was like, you're going to ask me this fucking dance? <laughs> and then Sharon at the very end being yeah. a real one for just burying Brian. Like, yeah. she buries him.
1: <laughs> There's, a lot, like, like, There's like a lot of cute boys this There's a lot of cute
0: boys at this dance. It's over, son. You're done. <laughs> when the girl in the beginning, I must say, we're trying to hook you up, destroys yeah. you. It's fucking, you're, it's over. It's over. <laughs> and Delia could do a
1: lot better than Brian in general. She could. She could. So. Yeah, was good.
0: yeah, my big winner is Sharon. Sharon just, just That's a bodies good pick. Brian at the end. That's a good pick. Yeah, it was like, it's very subtle. She even looks at him like, mm-hmm. like and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I saved this, this uh this segment for for last, of course, because we are one of the things that we talk about in every episode. And uh I first off, I love the nineties is and I love just the needle drops mm. in every episode. Uh there are five different songs in this episode. Six, I'm sorry. Um, Jordan's Car, Arches of Loaf, which is a band I like from the 90s, South Carolina. In fact, I saw Arches of Loaf like six months ago. Um, mm. uh, very, very good. A band I've always loved. The Lemonheads. Yeah, I was pumped. They, they get played. Yeah, Lemonheads get played. That's the second episode with the Lemonheads. Uh, this is Don Can't Dance. There's I got to a lot Dawn of good decide, songs
1: at this first. dance. Props to Sharon for picking a good DJ.
0: Absolutely. The first song in the dance. Uh, we, we get some Urge Overkill. Uh, Dropout, which is the second song that you hear at the dance. Um, and there's this band called Sunscream and uh, it, that's a total dope needle drop. And you hear that. The song is called Pressure, and that's a song that sh- you hear when you, she sees Jordan walk in, mm. uh, which is a, like that tacked on tune. And then the, the last song that's played is a <laughs> song by Billy Pogram which is called Try, which is like the solo song that's being played uh, when when the Angela asks um, Brian to dance. And he's but, like, no, as you know. <laughs> Yes. As you know, <laughs> there is a total, total needle drop. And I skipped it because I wanted to end with this. Hadaways, what is love? The <laughs> maybe the ultimate needle drop we've had this season. I think we get the whole song in the episode.
1: Yeah, because Ricky's fucking dancing
0: his heart out. <laughs> to this yeah, song. Man, just just an absolute banger. <laughs> Hadaway, what is love? I mean, like it came on, I was like, holy shit. <laughs>
1: I I mean I screamed. And then I screamed again because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I was just like, oh, classic. And if you don't, it's
0: again, I mean, like
1: everybody has to know what this song is, right?
0: <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, like it, it, gets, it gets parody, but it's also a really good song and like a great 90s scene. I, I just, I, I don't know how much money they spent on on the music in this episode. It probably would have been more now because like none of these bands were like super huge, I guess, at the time. So it's very easy to get those songs in there.
1: What is great? though is there are shows nine hundred two and 90210 being one of them that have music in the episode and those episodes aren't on streaming because they can't get the rights to the music right. so it's like i don't know how it worked out for my so-called life to be able to like, have every episode with all the music
0: but well it was kind of like um it was kind of like a like a video for your for your music, in which like uh, another platform which your music get played. Because I bet you that song was probably it ended up becoming bigger. I mean, like after being paired about. Yeah, by that yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, like these these band like Urge Overkill, The Lemonheads, Arches of Loaf are not big deals in 1994.
1: I guess. So I'm thinking of like to have
0: your song in a, in a TV show yeah. would would probably it's like I was like oh what is that it's like right, that's blah blah blah. Good point. So I mean it. Like who's huge in 1984? Like these are songs that are probably, for example, we joked about like uh, what Sharon was listening to in her yeah, headphones. Yeah, yeah. that's probably one of the big songs of 94, which would have been like Ace of Base, a song they probably would not have been able to play in in an episode of TV on ABC. But you could play the Lemonheads, you could play Archers of because those announcements were indie rock bands who
1: Yeah, true.
0: Maybe this 100 people would see like when they played.
1: This isn't nine hundred two one zero. How do you talk to an angel that they can't right, <laughs> right. put on any right. streaming streaming platform? Which bummer! It was,
0: it, it, that is true. It's it is. Oh, how do you talk to that? Uh, <laughs>
1: <gasps> he shouldn't have pushed Donna down the stairs. Ruined
0: his career. Should not have. <laughs> should have Jamie Walters. Shout out to that guy. I think he's a firefighter now. Um. Yeah. No. It's so like that's another reason why I think it's the best episode. We get five, four pretty good needle drops and then one incredible needle drop. With
1: a, with uh, a I, fucking dance to end all dances.
0: Yeah, that, that dance is like, and then when they start dancing and we start grinding on each other, I'm like, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. It's like, I it was like, like justice just for <laughs> Suck it, Brian, you fucking loser. Yeah.
0: I hate it. Yeah, so all all, that great episode.
1: We forgot Best
0: Fit. Oh, we, we for- did forget Best Fit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I've got some winners for that. Uh, what was your Best Fit?
1: Um, So I feel like I'm in like a three-way tie. There's a scene of Rayanne wearing like a brown flannel, but underneath she's wearing like a camouflage skin-tight dress with some mesh over it. I really Mm -hmm. like that. Of course, Ricky's dance outfit, Mm -hmm. electric blue blazer, Mm -hmm. vest underneath, black pants. But also Delia had a great dance outfit too. Plaid spaghetti strap tank dress, blue fuzzy short Mm sleeve sweater underneath, classic Mm -hmm. 90s outfit.
0: Um, I liked, uh, Patty's pantsuit.
1: Mm. I am, like, uh, a huge Patty's pantsuit fan.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I think that's a hot look, especially for, like, 1990. I mean, Hillary Clinton gets mentioned a lot on this TV show. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton gets mention a lot from this TV show. I think Patty's, uh, is kind of tight. I like Delia's blouse, the one in the science lab. Yeah. With the animal print on her. I thought that was pretty tight. My number one, though, I think it's Angela's dress.
1: Oh, she wore that dress. Yeah. That's the dress from the mother daughter. Yeah, the mother-daughter fashion show that she doesn't participate in, but at the end they played Return to Innocence and she's wearing all that.
0: Right, all right.
1: And that was my best that was I chose that as best fit for that episode. So
0: oh, I can really? see why okay. you okay. gravitated well, I like to towards it. I, I also have Brian's uh when he's doing the um he's doing the wallpaper with Graham, he's wearing a red flannel and brown corduroys. That's something I would have worn in 1994, especially cords. I did, I did like me a pair of corduroys in 94, 95. They made a lot of like noise. I was very hot, but I did li- Brian is your,
1: like... Brian, it's your lifestyle icon. <laughs> you you dress I most mean, like Brian.
0: <laughs> there was a moment in my life that I was wearing like... Uh, I think I was like trying to be a good student. So I was wearing like Argyle socks and rolling my jeans and wearing like brown shoes. Mm. Uh, a lot of cords. Uh, a, lot a lot of sweaters, of a, lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of lot of lot cardigans opened uh, with a shirt underneath. So uh, yeah, and I was like definitely. Carleton? I think it was my juniors. I was it was it was Carlton adjacent. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was definitely going for like a kind of preppy. Like I wanted to be like I was like a good student, and I wanted to be like getting to good schools and. Yeah, I was like a, I was like a very, very good junior and senior year. I was killing the the
1: student. Did game. the outfits help? Be you become a good student? <laughs> there
0: was like no, but I mean, like I mean, definitely, definitely took me more seriously because, like, my my freshman and sophomore years, I was wearing like baggy jeans and like oversized polos mm. and uh Tommy Hilfiger. I was like dressing like that. Mm, okay, because like, I wanted to be like I wanted to be in Wu Tang, so. <laughs> Like I wanted to be like a rapper from the from New York in the '90s. By the time like the uh, the uh, my junior senior, I was like, oh, I should be I should be a little more serious. So a lot of lot of argyle socks, a lot of brown shoes. So.
1: <laughs> you went from Ru- gonna... Wu Tang to Brian Krakow <laughs> in the span of a couple years. I did, I did I,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I was rocking rock. I used to rock like silver Tap Levi's baggy jeans and like <laughs> oh, rugby man, shirts. Silver yeah. tab
1: <laughs> brings <laughs> me back. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was, the good old days, the good old days. <laughs> okay, so let's go to predictions. We are more than halfway through this season. This is episode 11. Um, uh, What are your predictions going forward for episode 12?
1: I feel you, like...
0: Do you know? I, from here on out, I have no idea what's going to happen.
1: I feel like there's got to be something more going on with like Angela and Jordan at this stage. Because mm-hmm. at like, the end of the episode, he's like... Why are you like this (laughs) or something like that? And she's like, like what? And then he just leaves without answering the question. So I feel like there's more conversations to be had towards them. And hopefully we didn't all, the collective consciousness of the United States didn't just make up this relationship between (laughs) Jordan and Angela. But I also think hopefully we'll get more Ricky sort of like questioning, you know, how he fits in, his sexuality, like how... It's affecting him, that kind of stuff. Hopefully Ryan right. stays sober. I don't know. She sucks sober too. So not she sure drinking does. was not sure drinking was a hundred percent of the problem with Ryan.
0: Yeah, there's there's another reason why I, there's like not a whole lot of Ryan in this episode. It's funny <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, not a not a big Ryan fan. Um uh, what I'm hoping for is maybe a continuation of uh what's going on with with Jordan and Angela because there's something going on. The way he came at her on the fence with an mm-hmm. arm up.
1: That was that, I an mean, that, that aggressive move. move. That was kind of hot,
0: though. And there it comes out.
1: <laughs> I mean, if, if I was Angela and Jordan did that to me, I'd been like, <laughs> so
0: yeah, it was not. No, it's like, that was a move. <laughs> and then he walked away.
1: Which was not hot,
0: but. Yeah, and then the answer when she was calling, us, she was yelling stuff out. She was like, how
1: am I lying? We got to find, like,
0: (laughs) yeah, I was like, we got to find what the next thing between the two of them is because there's something going on. There is. And less of Graham. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. How about we get less of Graham?
1: Uh, Go to cooking school, (laughs) never come back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go out for smokes and never come back. (laughs) I am George. That has been Megan. (laughs) The No Season 2 podcast keeps rolling along. See you guys next week.
1: Justice (laughs) Bordelia.